all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at The Who Dat Dis. As unfortunately, the Saints season has ended as they lost to the Buccaneers 30-20 to in the Superdome in the divisional round here. As the four turnovers really characterized this game. And uh, just really unfortunate. Seems like this will be Breeze's last game or was Breeze's last game as... I think everyone thinks that he will retire in, in uh, you know in a few weeks probably. That's when he's going to f- officially announce it. He hasn't done it yet, but it's really looking that way. It's really an end of an error for the Saints. Very surreal for sure. But, I mean, when you just look at this team, this 2020 team, it, I mean, this game was just very uncharacteristic. The turnovers, I think, the biggest thing. I mean, the Saints really never turned the ball over four times, and they did it in this one. So hats off to the Bucks defense and... That formula to beat the Saints, play man, get pressure on Breeze, it showed its ugly head again. And the Saints couldn't overcome it. And I felt like this year they could overcome it, just like I think they could have overcome it in 2018. But the problem was in this one, you turn the ball over four times, bad things happen. And that uncharacteristic game for Drew Breeze, like, when does he throw those three interceptions? When does he turn the ball over four times? This offense usually never does, but they do in this one, and that's how they're going to lose this game. And... I really felt like this season the defense could, you know, help overcome a little offensive defects from this team because obviously they did have some. It seems like they never clicked. And again, it wasn't like they didn't click today. They were, or yesterday, I really should say, you know, they didn't just not click in this game. They were a huge negative and this defense just couldn't overcome it as good as they are and as good as they were. It just was not enough here in this game. And Again, we're going to talk all about it in this episode and probably talk about this team a little bit, kind of, you know, zoom out a little bit. Drew Brees' last game, I mean, it's the end of an era for the Saints. And then probably either during the weekend, we're going to start really reviewing this 2020 season, moving over to 2021, as this is going to be one of the most important off-seasons really in Saints history. And I know that we probably say that every year, but this year more than ever, so, so important this off-season because really it's like 2006. It's like 2017, I mean, it's really an end of an era, and kind of you have to open up that new page, and it's going to be very interesting to see what Sean Payton does, to see what Mickey Loomis does, to see what everybody does, Jeff Ireland, because it seems like they're going to be losing, you know, a coach in Dan Campbell, a front office member in Terry Fontenot, so it's going to be very important to see what this Saints team does, to try to pick up the pieces here, and try to, you know, create this long-lasting success, sustained success, we always talk about it. And it'll be interesting to see what this team does here and uh, where they go forward. It'll be very important. But I do want to talk about this game now and move into our notes as always. Then we'll move over to our intriguing matchups and then finish off with our group-by-group recap. So starting off with the notes, going over to our team stats. And the big one here, I mean, look, the yards weren't far apart. I mean, Tampa Bay did outgain New Orleans, but not by a lot. And so that, to me, isn't like, you know, 22 yards. That's it. So that wasn't the the point of the game. First downs, it was tied 20 to 20. Time of possession, the Saints only lost by like two and a half minutes, three minutes. 
So it w- wasn't that wasn't that huge. It was the turnovers. It was the Saints had four turnovers. The Buccaneers had none, and that will lose you this game. And again, especially a playoff game where again the margin of error is just so much smaller. That's what lost this game for the Saints. And again, when you look at Drew Brees, he had one of those uncharacteristic gunslinger games. Or I mean, maybe it kind of is characteristic because you know at the end of the day he is a gunslinger. And when he was in his prime, and he did throw a lot of interceptions, obviously he threw a lot of yards and touchdowns. But he did throw some interceptions as well. And over the end of his career, he's gotten better. And obviously, he's been so good at not turning the ball over. But like every once in a while, he has one of these games. And it happened to be in the playoffs for this one. As it, it, it just I mean, it didn't happen here for the Saints. And this offense, they never clicked. I mean, Michael Thomas, he got blanked. He didn't even get a catch. And that's going to be something he's going to have to kind of live with now through this whole offseason, how he got blanked. And. He's going to be kind of, I think, a huge part of next year's offense because, I mean, I I think that he could be this year's Alvin Kamara, where coming off of a year just riddled with injuries, just like Kamara was, and now he comes back and has a big year. I mean, I could definitely see that. Thomas is too much talent, um, in my opinion. But, again, he was blanked in this game by Carlton Davis, and now he's going to have to hear it all offseason. And you can't do that in a playoff game. You know, if a player of his caliber is going to make $20 million, you can't get blanked. Uh, So, again, that was... Again, just uncharacteristic from the Saints. And again, you did have some big plays. You had the play with Jameis Winston. That was an amazing play. You know, you, you did have a Traquan Smith nice catch in the end zone. He had two touchdowns in this one. So, I mean, Traquan Smith really coming together, you know, as a player. And I think that's great to see. So good for him there. Um, so I, I think that was nice. But at the end of the day, you turn the ball over three times. It's just not enough. And again, hats off to Brady for not turning the ball over. And he did it five times in those first two games and didn't do it in this one. And I think the Saints defense played really good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't overcome four, tur- four turnovers. And, again, we're, when you talk about this game, that's what you're going to go back to. And I think this defense could have overcame the offensive defects. I really do believe that. And, again, but I never expected that this offense would turn the ball over four times. And, to me, that you just can't do that. And, again, that's just one of Breeze's bad games. And it, and to me, it's just so, so, you know, it's, it's like heartbreaking, really, that, you know, the hot takes about Breeze and his arm and how he's not good. I mean, it showed its, you know, it reared its ugly head, excuse me, in this game. And, like, again, that's going to be his last game. It's going to go out like, oh, he had this game, three interceptions, only 134 yards. I mean, it just really is, is heartbreaking because, again, I, I feel like he had a lot left in him. Or not a lot left in him, but he had a few games left in him, I want to say. Um, he had this run left in him, and I think he had a few more good games. Like, I, I don't think that he, you know, if he played three, four more games, it would be like this. I, I think he would still put together, like, if he, if he ended up playing next season, I think he would still put together a nice season. Like, I don't think that he's 100% done, you know, physically. And as the quarterback, I just think that his career is done. His book is done. And I, and I think it's for him. And I think it's for the Saints. I think it's just like, again, we knew he was going to retire, basically. And this was it. And now you kind of have to pick up the pieces and move on. And it kind of feels like that right point. So that's what's going to happen. But for this to be his last game, like the hot takes about how he has a noodle arm and he can't throw the ball downfield and all that. I mean, it, like this was the game that they were talking about, these types of games, and it showed its r- ugly head, as I said before, and again, it, it kills you, and that's just the game that he had, and it's very uncharacteristic. I don't think that, you know, if he played 10 more games, I don't think he'd have another game like this, but this is the one it happens to be. So, again, that's really it for our notes. I mean, not that much, because I really feel like it's the turnovers. I mean, you look at everything else, everything's about equal. I mean, you, you look at... You know, rushing, the Saints were 4.2 yards a carry. The Tampa Bay was 3.6. 
You look at red zone, the Bucks were three of six. The Saints were one of two. Um, you look at penalties, the Saints won the penalty battle, which, I mean, look, if, when the Saints win the penalty battle, usually good things happen. But, I mean, you'll get third downs. The Saints were six of 11 on third downs. And they were able to get five first downs from penalties. And, again, like, all that stuff is just when looking at this game, it just comes down to the turnovers. I mean, if the Saints only have two turnovers, I think they win this game. If they have one turnover, I think they win this game. And again, that's just, it, it's, it really is heartbreaking for this team because if, if you, you felt like if the Saints offense was able to not turn the ball over, hold on to the ball, sustain some drives, they were going to win this game. And to me, they had a good chance to um, go into next week and definitely play a very competitive game against the, the Packers. But when you have games like this, you're not going to win. So that's just kind of what it was here uh, when you're looking at those team stats and the notes. That's just kind of what it was there. Moving over into our intriguing matchups, and you start off with Breeze Brady, and again, Breeze had one of his worst games at the at the worst time. And Brady, I don't think Brady played outstanding, but he didn't turn the ball over. He threw two touchdowns. He was able to capitalize off the Saints' turnover, so hats off to him for that. But like, even everyone was coming into this game, they were saying, oh, Brady was going to have this huge game. They said Antonio Brown was going to have a huge game. It didn't really happen. I mean, you look at the Bucks. Fournette had a huge game. Oh, I mean, I think he he didn't get a, he got over 100, excuse me, he got over 100 yards all purpose. So, you know, he had a big game, so that's good for him. And he was kind of the hero for the Bucks. Um, not as much, I feel like, you look at, you know, Mike Evans didn't do much. Chris Godwin didn't do much. Um, Antonio Brown didn't do much. Rob Gronkowski didn't do much. So, again, I feel like this game comes down to the Saints giving the Bucks short fields. And, again, I, that's kind of, I mean, it's definitely on Breeze. So, Again, he had one of his bad games, and it's just at the worst time. And, uh, you know, when looking at Breeze and Brady, Brady throws for 199, two touchdowns. And then Breeze only throws for 134 and three picks and one touchdown. It just wasn't enough. And, again, Breeze loses this matchup. And, again, for this to be his last game, I mean, it's just really disheartening. But at the end of the day, Breeze had such a great career that, like, he shouldn't be remembered for this game. Uh, but... Again, I feel like right now when looking at that matchup, Brady definitely has the upper hand. And, I mean, again, he played the better game. He played the no-turnover game. And in the playoffs, that matters so, so much. It's it's magnified by 100. Like, you cannot turn the ball over in the playoffs. The Saints did it at the worst time. I mean, you, you got to go back in these games. I don't think they turned it over four times all year. And it just comes at the worst time. And, again, hats off to the Bucks for making some big plays, but... I mean, it was on Breeze, I think, a lot of the, the, these uh, turnovers. That one on Jared Cook, that's on Jared Cook. And to me, that does change the game. The Saints were up 20 to 13 at that point. They were moving, ball, moving the ball down the field. I think that they could at least score three, probably seven, and they would have been up by 14 points. Then Cook fumbles. They get the short field. They score tie the game. All the momentum turns over, and the Saints lose this game by 10. That's just what happened here. And again, turnovers kill. And again, Breeze just didn't do enough in this one. And again, he was just a net negative. And when you're a net negative as a quarterback in the playoffs, your team will lose. I don't care how good your defense is. That's just the case. And uh, again, hats off to Brady for not being that net negative. I mean, I think he was average. And um, look, he's going to play a better game next week. He's going to play a much better game next week when they go play the Packers. But again, he did enough to win this game. So, I mean, hats off to him. Hats off to the Bucks for getting this win. But again, this one's on the Saints beating themselves. We knew the Saints couldn't do that. We knew the Saints couldn't beat themselves, and they beat themselves. And again, when you look at this four-year span, 2017, that playoff loss, you just have a phantom missed tackle, so you kind of beat yourself there. 
2018, the refs beat you, so can't, you know, no fault there. To me, that was the year you, you had a chance to win the Super Bowl. I think they would have won the Super Bowl. So, again, I think that was the year. 2019, you beat yourselves in the playoffs. 2020, you beat yourself in the playoffs. So, when you look at this four-year stretch, I think that's kind of the, the common denominator when you look at these teams. So, that's just kind of what it was there. Moving over to the second matchup with the Saints secondary against the Bucks wide receivers. I just love the Saints secondary. They played outstanding in this one. I mean, the Bucks' leading receiver was Cameron Brait, so that just shows you how good they were. Um, Chris Godwin, he had four catches, 34. I mean, we went we went through it. Mike Evans only had one catch. He did have the touchdown, but Marshawn Lattimore, he's going to get this big extension, and it's going to be by the Saints. He's a player that I, I think, you know, he's coming into his own, and if he could be a shutdown corner for this team, it's just going to be so big going forward. And he's a guy that's just, to me, is really, you know, a huge X factor. He's an elite player, and you, you need cornerbacks like that in this throwing league. And you need a secondary like the Saints had. Now, I don't know how this Janoris situation is going to work out. I don't know if the Saints keep him or if they don't. But I think Janoris is a player that's just a great number two as well. And you, you look at the secondary, I think you have to bring back Marcus Williams. i rather have this strong, strong secondary and then you know kind of take my chances with the defensive line draft and the defensive line. I feel like when you look at the Saints, they're better at drafting in the defensive line. So... I would like to see them go after that in the draft and kind of sign Marcus Williams, um, sign, I think, another linebacker, and then kind of build through the draft when you look at defensive end. But, I mean, I think the Saints secondary played as good as it ever has, and I really hope they, they keep this group together. From Chauncey Garner-Johnson to Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, they all played really good in this one. you got to give them a ton of credit. you just got to give them a lot of credit because a lot of stuff didn't go this defense's way in, the playoff, in, in this game, I should say, not the whole playoffs, but just this game. You kind of had two interceptions that you had the Marcus Williams one that he only got one foot down, and then the Chauncey Garner-Johnson one where it just like one-hopped him. Like, that's just a little higher. Garner-Johnson catches that ball. Williams gets two feet in. Maybe it's a different game. I mean, again, I, I feel like when you look at this group, they're just so good. They've played so good all year. I think they're really taking that next step. And again, this group, I think, could be very good for a long time. There are a lot of young players. You just got to retain them. And to me, that has to be just huge for the Saints. Like, that is your number one priority. Get this group back together. And that that's how important it is. And for a long time, for multiple years, which, again, if they sign Williams and Lattimore, that's the case it will be. And again, I don't care what the cap is or all that stuff. Get this group back together. And that's going to be so important because they are going to be an X factor because they can overcome your defensive line not being dominant. They could overcome your linebackers not being so great. Um, they're, they're just, to me, just a great group. And again, you, you add, obviously, the X factor of Demario Davis, and he's so good from the linebacker spot. But really, besides him, the other linebacker, you know, Alex Anzalone had an awful game. But, and the Saints are going to have to replace him. And we'll see if Quan Alexander comes back. Even if he does, I mean, to me, you got to add someone else. So that's just, to me, kind of how it is there from the Saints. But I think the secondary played outstanding. You know, hats off to them. Applaud them for this whole season. They've really gotten better to me. You know, um, for all of my years watching the Saints, um, this is the best secondary I've ever seen. So hats off to them. And they're a great group, and you got to keep them together. That would be very, very important there. And then the last intriguing matchup was this defensive line, how they needed to get pressure on Brady, and they didn't in this one. And Trey Hendrickson didn't do much. Uh, Cameron Jordan didn't do much. I mean, Davenport did have one nice stunt, but besides that, he didn't do much. Up the middle, they didn't take uh, advantage of Aaron Stinney, their you know, kind of fringe player on the offensive line where he's like barely on their 53-man roster. 
and you just couldn't take advantage of it. And that will hurt you. It definitely hurt this team. And again, I feel like when looking of why the Bucs in this defense, I mean, obviously the Saints defense wasn't completely dominant because they couldn't stop the Bucs in the short field, which is honestly, I mean, you can't really ask, ask the defense to do that so many times. But I mean, if they were going to play the shutout game and really like, you know, carry the offense to victory and really be that good, they would need to get a ton of pressure on Brady. They didn't. This defensive line to me, they didn't play good enough, especially through the run. They didn't play good enough as they were able to do a lot of stuff. I mean, Fournette and Ronald Jones both had good games, in my opinion. Again, it's just this defensive line. I mean, it's going to be interesting to me. I would let Trey Hendrickson walk if he gets this huge contract. I wouldn't re-sign him. I, I, I take my chances in the draft. Maybe you sign a veteran as well. And you kind of have to put your eggs in the Marcus Davenport basket because you gave up two firsts for him. And you, you, you have to see what he has. And if he's a bust, that really takes you back at that position. But you kind of have to put your eggs in that basket. We'll see what happens. But overall, I, I think this group, it's going to be an interesting one because they've just been such a strength over the last few years. But, I mean, I feel like Cameron Jordan, we'll see. I, I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, you know, just in his career-wise, not like, oh, well, like he's going to have this big year numbers-wise, but I think he's going to have a huge, just like, it's going to be a big, like, you know, his career as a whole. Like, where is it? I think next year you'll know. Is he on the down low, or was this just kind of one of his down years? Like, next year he's going to come back and have a 10-sack season. Is he not? I think it's just really important to look at, because this season, I, I think that he did take a step backwards, and he regret and he regressed, excuse me, there. But I think next year will be a huge year to understand where he is career-wise. Is he on his downslope, or was last year just one down year? Because he's just had so many years in a row, so so many good years in a row, so maybe just one down year. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I think you kind of have to now account for that. So it'll be interesting to see what they did there. But Trey Hendrickson didn't do anything in this game. We expected him to do something in this game. He couldn't get anything going. I mean, Davenport didn't get anything going, really, besides that one stunt where Demario Davis ended up with the sack. But overall, I mean, again, that was another lost matchup, and you had to win it, I feel like, to win this game, especially when you lose a turnover battle like that. And again, you couldn't really get into Brady's face that much, not enough to cause turnovers or, you know, a lot of turnovers, especially when your offense is uh, doing that. But I don't think they played awful, but I think they didn't play as good as the first two games, not even close in my opinion, and again, I mean, you, you put most of it on the turnovers, like 80% on the four turnovers, like, they could definitely overcome the pass rush, they could have overcame the Jared Cook bad play, they could have overcame Alex Anzalone's bad play, but you just can't overcome the turnovers at the end of the day, and I, and I think Alvin Kamar, excuse me, said it best, I mean, Kamar said, one turnover, you're still in it, two turnovers, you're still in it, you get into that three and four range, and you're in trouble, and that's what happened. I mean, that, that was a perfect way to stump, sum it up as, as a guy that's been so good with the media all year with Alvin Kamara, he did that perfectly. So, again, definitely wanted to say that. But, again, that is going to wrap up our intriguing matchup segment. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into our group-by-group group recap where we grade every Saints group. But we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion and now we're going to get into our group-by-group group recap. This will be our final group-by-group group recap of the 2020 season. And this is where we grade every Saints group. And we're just going to get right into it. Talk about Drew Brees here with the quarterback. You got to give him a D or an F or, I mean, whatever. I mean, he didn't have a good game. We all know that. Uh, 134 yards, one touchdown, three picks, passer rating 38.1. Not good. I mean, it just was not a good game from Drew. 
And again, it's just tough uh, when looking at it, like that's going to be his final game and that's going to be his final game grade. You obviously want to see a lot better, but again, Breeze just didn't have it in this one. And it was one of those bad gunslinger games that he's just known to have once in a while. And it reared its ugly head once again. And, you know, it happens once in a while with Drew. It, it just, it, it does. We know that. I mean, even when he was in his prime, he did throw some interceptions. And when he was slinging it around, throwing a ton of touchdowns, ton of yards, he did throw some interceptions as well. And it's like every once in a while, he just has one of these games. And as I said before, I, I think if he played 10 more games, I don't think he has another game like this. I truly believe that. And it just, it stinks that it had to happen in this game. And, you know, his last game in the Superdome and, and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it is what it is with Drew and, you know, I, I know that this is going to be you know, probably the last time I am grading him. So that's just, you know, another thing. It's all just really surreal. I think when you look at, you know, what Drew's done and just, you know, how this is his, you know, last game, it's just, it's just a tough, it's a tough one. I mean, you know, it, it's definitely heartbreaking because just how much he's done, you know, for this franchise. I mean, again, it's just a tough way for him to go out. But again, he just didn't play a good game. And, you know, you could, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses for him. You know, you could say whatever you want. And, you know, as I said earlier, like that narrative, that like hot take narrative about Breeze, like it showed its ugly head in this one. And again, I feel like that doesn't define Drew. I think people do think that does define Drew. I mean, and I don't think it does. I think it just happens once in a while. And this was kind of the case. But again, I just, you know, I, I wish that he would have played better. Just again, you know, he could quiet all the haters. But, you know, it is what it is here for this one. And when you look at him, it just wasn't good enough. And I, I feel like the one thing, you know, I talked about how the Saints, you know, these last four years, why they didn't win a Super Bowl. You could talk about beating yourself and happens, you know, multiple times here in the playoffs over the last four years. I think another thing is, it's going to be beating those press man coverages. And for some reason, I mean, I, I know why that defenses do it. And like, I know why the Saints are not very good in it, but it showed its ugly head again in this game. And Teams are going to go back to that over and over again, even when Breeze is off the team. And it's that formula to beat the Saints in the playoffs. And look, I mean, it's it's worked. And you got to be able to fix it. And you thought maybe bringing Emmanuel Sanders would fix it. Didn't. I mean, I think that also has to do with Michael Thomas just not having a big game as well in this one. I thought Emmanuel Sanders played actually well. He had six catches, 48 yards uh, in this one. But honestly, like that's going to be something to look at. And... I mean, maybe it's the Breeze arm strength, and, and, and I think it's partly that. I don't think Breeze wants to throw the deep ball when it's like one-on-one -on -one and someone's smothered over him. I, I think he wants some separation when he throws that deep ball, and no one on the team last night could get that open. I think, uh, not Emmanuel Sanders, I think Deontay Harris would have been your guy. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders did it a few times, but, you know, I, I don't think he did it enough, and I, I don't know, you know, I know they called shot plays, but I, I think the pressure then got to him because the pressure was in his face too. It's get pressure on Breeze and press him. And that seems to work. And I think if Deontay Harris was in this game for the whole game, because he was so good in the beginning of the game, everyone's going to forget it. But those punt returns were just, I mean, they were amazing. And he set the Saints up, can't score touchdowns there. And that's also a reason why you lose this game. You couldn't score in the red zone as well. So again, I, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year and just because this is going to keep coming up until the Saints get over that hump if they ever do and it's going to just be interesting to see um we'll see if it's Breeze if it was Peyton we're going to see it next year um but it's just interesting I think if Deontay Harris is in that game it's different I think it's so so different because he could beat you one-on-one -on -one very easily and I think that changes this game a lot Again, it will be interesting to see. I, I would like to see the Saints in the offseason. I mean, I think they're going to bring out, bring back Winston, bring back Taysom Hill. I would like to see them get a burner receiver um, to kind of be, you know, your number two. 
you know, we'll see what happens with Emmanuel Sanders. I, I think he's going to come back, so that's going to be obviously you know a, a nice piece for the Saints. But I would like to see them in the draft probably get you know a burner receiver to try to stretch the field. And I feel like maybe he doesn't come into his own next year, but maybe he's able to take Emmanuel Sanders' spot that you know two years away. And I feel like that would I think help the Saints a lot. So we'll see what they can do there. But another receiver that can stretch the field I think will be very very important for uh, this Saints team. But Again, that type of, you know, just press them and blitz them, it's worked a lot, and it worked again here in this one. And again, I mean, that's the formula to beat the Saints. In some way, you got to be able to overcome that, and they haven't been able to yet. So we'll see what happens in the future, but that's just kind of what it was there from Breeze. Not a good game. Shout out Jameis Winston, though, for making that trick play deep. That, that, that was a great play. And, uh, you know, shout out Sean Payton. Shout out Jameis Winston. He gets a touchdown against his former team. And why I love Jameis Winston here coming to the Saints and being the starter, he really, to me, feels like he's a chip on his shoulder. I think that really he's a guy that he felt like he got slighted from the box. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but he is a chip on his shoulder. And I would like to see him get a shot here to be the starter just for that reason. I, I really do believe he feels like he's slighted and he's all the talent in the world. And I, I, I kind of like that he has that. That's just the one thing I wanted to put in there. So... Well, we're going to talk about it a ton in the offseason about Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Like, we're going to talk so much about it. So I'm I'm not going to get into it right now. And we're definitely going to have future episodes on it. But to me, that's something that is really interesting and and, and something that I do love from Jameis Winston. Love, love, love from Winston there. So that's what it is for the quarterbacks. Moving over to the skill position group. I don't think they played well outside of Alvin Kamara. Kamara had a great game, so give it off to him. I mean, he's a guy that's, you know, he's going to be you know, a Saint for a while, obviously. He's gonna he's a guy that you're going to build this offense around. And I think that you kind of have to find a quarterback that plays to his strengths. And I thought it was going to be, you know, Taysom Hill. It wasn't. I mean, Taysom Hill just doesn't really play well with Kamara for some reason. So that, that's going to be something that you look forward, you know, you look at and you, and you look forward to like, okay, we need someone that can fit, you know, our star players that we have with Michael Thomas and Alan Kamara. Maybe that's Jameis Winston. It's going to be very interesting because, I feel like Breeze and Kamara, that was a perfect match. And you got to find a perfect match like that because Kamara is that good. I mean, if, if you can use all his strengths, he is one of the best players in football. And he is your X factor that no team has. Like, no team has an Alvin Kamara. And, I mean, you know, you look across the league, like, no team has a Tyreek Hill. I mean, you, you can go across a few teams that are, like, in this championship run and they're in the championship round. You know, look at Aaron Rodgers. And what they're doing with Devontae Adams, like, like all those teams have X-Factors. The Bucks have X-Factors. Like, they don't have, you know, like, no one else in the league has certain players that they have. And, like, their, you know, receiving core is that good. And, you know, I think the Saints, theirs is Alvin Kamara. And you kind of have to take advantage of that. So you got to find a quarterback that can play to his, his strengths. But besides that, the Saints couldn't do anything. I think they missed Taysom Hill in this one. I mean, at the end of the day, Michael Thomas being blanked is something that will have to be talked about. I mean, he's going to have to now kind of deal with this. I mean, everyone's going to be chirping him. And again, he's going to now have to deal with that and come back stronger from it. And I feel like I can see an Alma Kamara type breakout year from Thomas just after, you know, an injury down here. Now coming back stronger and better, just like Kamara did learn from that injury season. I think Kamara learned a ton from when he was injured. And I hope Thomas did too. So I, I do expect a big year next year from Thomas. That's just kind of what I think there. Jared Cook, I mean, that fumble, I think, changed the game. I mean, that's just the way it is. And Jared Cook, I don't think, plays another snap for the Saints. I mean, I don't think he should, to be honest with you. He's way too up and down. He's a player that's a journeyman for a reason. It's because he's way too up and down. 
And he's a guy that, to be honest with you, I would like to see Troutman get more snaps. I think Troutman's going to be a really good tight end in this league. And, again, I feel like Jared Cook right now, I mean, too many bad plays, too many negative plays. And I don't think those other two interceptions happen for the Saints if Jared Cook makes that that catch and holds on to it and doesn't fumble. That's just my opinion there. Um, But, again, that's, I mean, maybe it's a hot take, maybe it's not. I don't know what you guys think, but I think that changed the game completely and it sent the Saints for a downward spiral. So, again, a very up-and-down season ends up and down for Jared Cook. That's not good. I mean, Traquan Smith, hats off to him. He had a great game. And uh, three catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I feel like he felt, you know, you felt like he was a playmaker for the Saints, which was nice to see. But, again, not really much there. Um, You know, nothing from Michael Thomas. And his team had trouble moving the ball. I mean, I don't think they had trouble, like, moving the ball, you know, once he got to the 50s. But I felt like just they struggled, um, you know, points in this game. And, you know, not just the turnovers. I feel like they just, I mean, they struggled at some points. Um, I think turnovers had a lot to do with that, but they struggled in the red zone too. So that's just kind of what it was here uh, from this Saints team. And, you know, give them a C, a D, they didn't play well. So that's just kind of the case there. And then the offensive line. And Breeze didn't get sacked in this one, so, I mean, I guess that's good. I, th- I thought they did good in the run game as well. I mean, I'm going to give them like a B, B minus. They they gave up pressure, but not too much pressure. Like, I, I don't think that, like, the reason Breeze threw picks was because of the pressure on Breeze. I don't think the offensive line, you know, I don't think they got crushed. Now, yes, did they get pressured on Breeze? Yes, for sure. But was it game-changing? No. I thought they played well. Give them a B, maybe even higher. Um, again, I, again, I don't think they did bad. And that, that's just something that I wanted to, you know, kind of get out there. I mean, you look at what Tampa Bay did um, here, you know, on offense or on defense, I mean, I felt like it was a lot of that press man, and the Saints just couldn't shrug it, and they threw a lot of interceptions because of it. But, you know, when looking at this offensive line, I don't think they played bad. I think Andrews Pete played pretty solid. I think James Hurst has, like, that sixth man. I think he played well in the offensive line. Um, McCoy, Ramchek, um, Taron Armstead played well. I think overall they did a good job. That's just what I think there. So, again, that is what it was, I think, for the offensive line. Flipping over to the defense with the defensive line. Give them like a C plus. I know not even. I give them like a C, C minus. I mean, I I feel like this team did not, you know, this group did not play that well, um, as as good as I think their standards are. Um, you saw them do okay against the run, not great, but you know I, I feel like right now they couldn't get enough pressure on Brady, and that was I think the reason why they scored in the short fields a lot. And uh, to me, that's just kind of what it was there. I mean, the back end helped them a ton, and they bailed them out a ton. You know, give this group they didn't play well. I mean, it's just at the end of the day. I think Cameron Jordan had a pretty good game, but no sacks. And I think that's something all year. Like, he's been good against the run. He's been solid, but just hasn't been elite. So that's just kind of what Cam Jordan maybe is going to be. Maybe he's going to be solid for the next few years until his career, you know, winds down. You know, we'll have to see what he brings. But to me, that's going to be very interesting there to see how that all works out. But to me, this, this defensive line didn't play that good. Set up the middle. They didn't um, exploit Stinney enough. And, again, I, I just feel like they had to get more pressure on Brady if they wanted those turnovers. Didn't happen. So that's just kind of what it was there. Linebackers, you know, obviously, really, it's two guys. It's DeMario, and also it's going to be um, Alex Anzalone. And I think the Saints miss Quan Alexander in this one a ton. I think that, you know, you don't see a Leonard Fournette go off if it's you know if Quan Alexander's in there. That's just my, my opinion on it. And, like, you had Demario Davis, who had this awesome game. Yeah, you had this A game. And then you had uh, Alex Anzalone have this, like, F game. So, you know, you average him out, give him, like, a BB minus. 
Um, I feel like right now, uh, Alex Anzalone, I don't think, could play another... Like, he can't come in as your starter. Um, I think you're past that. I think you need to bring back... I think they're going to bring back Kawan just because, like, the whole injury thing, and now you're kind of... you know I think they'll restructure it and probably extend him. I would like to actually bring back another guy, too, because, honestly, I have no faith... You know, I, I, I leave Anzalone. I'd let him walk in free agency, and I don't have enough faith in Bond. I mean, maybe if, you know, Anz- Anzalone comes back on, like, a P.J. Williams one-year deal, just give you depth. Yeah, sure. But besides that, I'm not giving him a long-term deal. Definitely not. I mean, maybe someone else will. Maybe maybe some other team feels like you know he has a ton of talent, but unless it's a one-year deal for you know a very little amount of money, I'm not re-signing Anzalone, and I'm looking elsewhere to try to find some depth there. So that's just what I think here from that group. And then the secondary, give them an A. I thought they played really good. And again, maybe people will disagree, but I I think you, know, you want to talk about the best group all game. It was the secondary. They played outstanding. We talked about it a ton. They completely stopped Mike Evans. They completely stopped Chris Godwin. They completely stopped Antonio Brown. I mean, they, to me, stopped Cameron Braid enough. He only had four catches, 50 yards. Fournette had a pretty big game. He had the touchdown. But, I mean, that's, to me, more on the linebackers. So, I mean, look, this great receiving core was blanks, basically. I mean, the only guy that had more than one catch was Chris Godwin, and he only had four for 34. They played a great game, so give them a ton of ton of credit, and this group better stay together. And that's one thing that I will be telling you guys all offseason. Keep these guys together. Marcus Williams earned a contract. Marshawn Lattimore earned a big contract. Both of them did. And you're obviously going to keep uh, Jenkins. You're going to keep Chauncey Garner-Johnson. And Janoris, I think it's going to be interesting if you keep him or don't, but you have to find someone that's up to his standard. Maybe you get a cornerback. Maybe you get a rookie. And when the first round to come in here and play with Lattimore, that would be interesting to see another young player kind of add to that group because they have so much swagger. You know, I mean, and, and I think Janoris adds to that. It will be interesting to see if you have a veteran back there or not. I would like to keep Janoris because I think having veterans are better, especially in this Dennis Allen defense. I feel like a lot when the secondary doesn't play well, I think it has a lot to do with communication. It's not really talent. I think it's more communication. And having veterans really helped that. You saw it. And that was something that we predicted at the beginning of the season. I thought the secondary was going to be really good and a strength of this team because of that. So that's, to me, what's really important about the secondary group. So that's just what I'm thinking there. Give them an A. They played great. Got to keep them together. We'll talk about it a ton during the offseason. I think it's just so, so big for what they do. They just do a great job there. And then special teams and coaching. I thought the Saints special teams played really good. Um, they were special in this one, especially in the beginning of the game. Once Deontay Harris came out, I think that also changed the game. Um, you know, you look at Deontay Harris, I mean, he had two punt returns for 61 yards. Again, that's something that will help change the game, but he got hurt. And that was just, again, I think he's a guy next year that may take off, especially in a Sean Payton offense. Um, he's a guy that I think is really, really good. I mean, injuries may be a problem, but again, I, I give this group, I thought they played well. And um, again, even if it was only two big impact plays, that's enough. I mean, that should be enough. You know, when you look at special teams, if you make two impact plays to help change the game, I mean, Deontay Harris changed the game in the beginning of the game. It just wasn't enough because, again, he didn't do it throughout the whole game. And, again, special teams, I mean, it was special, but, you know, is it enough to turn over, you know, that four margin, four turnover margin? Just not enough. So, again, that's just kind of the case, but they did play well, so give him a ton of credit there. We'll let it all his field goals. In coaching... It's an interesting one. I mean, I thought Sean Payton did a pretty good job with play calling. I mean, he tried to get it to the playmakers. It just wasn't working out. 
Um, so you can't really blame that on him. I mean, maybe you blame it on the coaching for the discipline for the turnovers, but I think it was really just one of those games. I don't think he coached an awful game. I thought Dennis Allen had a really good game plan. I liked what the defense tried to do, but when you have all these short fields, like it's very difficult not to give up 30 points. I mean, you, you look at what the Bucks did on non-short fields, like nine points this defense gave up. So, I mean, maybe if they played long fields the whole game, they would have gave up like 16, 20 points. Again, that's what I thought this this Bucks team would have put up. They put up 30 points because the offense had four turnovers. So, again, you just can't do that. You can't. I mean, we're going to go back to that probably for this whole offseason. You cannot turn the ball over four times in a playoff game. And it just feels like every time this team gets into the playoffs, I mean, I feel like they just beat themselves for some reason. After all year, the Saints weren't beating themselves. And it happened last year. The Saints didn't beat themselves all year. You had to earn it to beat the Saints. You look back in um, you know, 2018, the same thing. 2017, the same thing. And when you turn to the playoffs, I mean, 2017, you beat yourself. 2019, you beat yourself. 2020, you beat yourself. It's just very difficult. And, I mean, maybe it's just putting that press man into, into place to kind of get everything uh, sped up. But I don't really know. It's, it's something that, to me, is it's just interesting to see and interesting how the Saints will scheme against it. Because, honestly, with Jameis Winston, will they play a press man? With Taysom Hill, if he's the quarterback, will they play press man? It'll be very, very interesting to see. But... Again, that is going to wrap up our um, group-by-group recap and then, you know, really this episode as we're going to close the book here on this game. We're probably going to have another episode um, probably during the weekend to just recap the 2020 season as a whole, look at back at it as like big lens, large lens, and then basically throughout February and, you know, the end of January, but February, we're really going to take an inward look on this team, uh, see what they see what they have. Um, go, go by each group, have an episode per group, kind of where they should look, if they should get free agents. And then basically off of that, then we'll look at free agency, you know, in, um, you know, in February going into March. And then, um, you know, probably then that runs us up to free agency. We'll obviously talk about that. Talk about the draft as well, sprinkled in through. Um, it'll be be very interesting offseason for the Saints because we'll see. Do they go after a free agent quarterback besides Jameis Winston? Do they try to trade for a quarterback? It'll be interesting. I, I really do believe when the Saints are, you know, they're trying to do right now, I do believe that they're going to end up um, bringing back Winston, bringing back Taysom Hill. And then I think next year's you see what you got in these two guys. And if they're good and, like, you feel like you have a franchise guy, you make the playoffs, you do good, great. And he's your guy then. That, that, that That's great. Either or, whoever it ends up being, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. And then, you know, then if that doesn't work out and you go 7-9 and nine or, you know, it's, it's kind of a lot what the Patriots did, but I think the Saints team is better than what the Patriots are put out this year. Um, and then they still went 7-9. and nine. So I think the Saints, even with Jameis Winston or Taysom, I think they are still a playoff team. But it'd be interesting to see what they do. I would like to see, you know, if you see like you have a franchise guy, then you have your franchise guy. That's great. If you don't, then, again, you go into the draft that next year. Let's say you go 6-10, and 5-11, and 7-9. You have a high draft pick then you could pick your quarterback. And um, I feel like the Saints also, if they see a quarterback they love, they may get him this year. They'll be very important. So uh, it'll be very interesting. Very, very interesting offseason. And again, just a tough way to end the season, tough way to end Drew Brees' career because, I mean, he's just been so much to this franchise, this city, this fan base. I mean, look, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now if it wasn't for Drew Brees. I mean, there's no way. I mean, you know, a kid from New York, um, you know, basically getting into the Saints because of Drew Brees, because Drew Brees was on his fantasy team back in 20, uh, 2008 when he had that first 5,000-yard season. And then just because, you know, I mean, I had Sunday ticket, NFL Sunday ticket, so I was able to watch all those games as, you know, as a very young kid. You know, you get so enamored by that offense. 
I mean, you just get, I mean, like, oh, they're scoring all these points. And then the next year they win the Super Bowl. And it was like, you know, it's, it's then you go. And then, you know, this is your team for life. And that's what Drew Brees brought to me personally. And just, again, it's just sad to see it end like this. And he's just had such a good career. And when it comes down to this Brees career, this Drew Brees, Sean Payton era, because now that era is over. Now it's going to be Sean Payton, someone else era. It's going to be very, very just interesting to to look at it because you get the Super Bowl you know, in the front end of it in 2009. Then, you know, you're bad for Brees' prime, 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 really. And then you get good in 2017. And then really that 2018 team, I think it was the perfect mix of still having that, you know, top-level Drew Brees and then having that defense come along. Because, like, throughout those these last four years, it's been like the offense has been giving up more to the defense every year. And, you know, I think this year, I think the defense was good enough to mask the offense. But 2018 was the perfect, the, it was like the perfect blend. And that team should have went to the Super Bowl, and I think they would have beat the Patriots. And there was no great team that year either. I think the Saints are better than the Rams that year. And the Patriots weren't a great team that year. I mean, they were obviously really good, but I don't think they were better than the Saints. I think 2018 was that chance to get them that second ring. Super Bowl runs are hard to come by. And, you know, again, it would be very, it would have been very interesting. Like, what if that 2017 draft happened in 2014? Um, and, you know, you get, you get your big pieces then. How does this team change? Um, it's just, again, it, it is really interesting to look at it. You know, you, you look at his prime and from, you know, 2012 all the way through. I mean, 2011 is another year. I think if they beat the 49ers, I think they beat the Giants at home for sure. And then you're off to the Super Bowl playing a really good Patriots team. But I, I think the Saints are really good that year. As well, they were dominant on offense. I mean, it's just really interesting to look at these runs from the Saints and just like you know, coming away with one Super Bowl is just disappointing. But you got that one Super Bowl, and that's something that like just by becoming a Saints fan, like I realized that you know before Drew Brees, this franchise was you know basically the laughing stock of the league. And between Brees and Peyton, now it's one of the best franchises in the league. And again, that that's something that you can't forget. Like, look, this this team and this run is amazing. It's it's one of the best ever. You know and it's just like when you look at those old Saints teams that, you know, it took them a really long time just to make the playoffs. Like, like you got to put that in perspective. And I, I feel like, you know, even as a young Saints fan, I do. And that's why you just applaud Drew Brees' career. You know, you applaud what he was able to do. And, you know, you look back on it in a very, very fond way. And, um, again, he changed this franchise. And I don't think that this franchise will ever turn back to be the laughing stock of the league. Maybe they will, but I think between Sean Payton and Drew Brees, that culture is set in now for this this organization to be a great organization for a very, very long time. And that's just how I feel about it. I think next year is going to be very important to try to set up a sustained winner past Drew Brees. But we're going to get onto it all offseason. It's going to be a very important offseason. I'll be still bringing you guys the content. Definitely look out for more content. Um, with the podcast big things ahead for the podcast thank you guys for listening all this time and throughout this whole year I felt like you know we grew as a podcast this year and again I, I feel like just thank you guys for listening thank you guys for you know joining um, the conversation thank you guys for you know rating us on iTunes like all that stuff it helps so much and I wouldn't be doing that pot this podcast I know without Drew Brees but I also wouldn't be doing it without the Houdat Nation just with all the support really can't even put it into words how just how much I appreciate, you know, you guys coming to listen. And it's just like getting to know this team, getting to um, learn about this team, learn about football. And this is kind of the avenue that I'm able to do it. It's just like, I mean, it's just, I mean, to me, I, I can't, 
um, even put into words how you know happy I am and just to have this opportunity is just I mean to me it just I mean you know it means the world so uh, thank you guys again thank you to the Houdad Nation from the bottom of my heart for listening staying you know with the podcast um, when the Saints lose when the Saints win and we're definitely going to give you guys more content it's going to be very very fun very very fun off season because it's so it's so so important and you can go through so many avenues which we will that's why i think like over the last few years it's like okay these are the spots where the saints need help let's go do it and like that was the talk now it's going to be like well how do you move on from drew Brees? how do you pick up the pieces you can do it in so many different ways i bet a lot of people have a different opinion i'm already starting to formulate my opinion and uh it, it will be very very fun few months and look i feel like around the corner you have free agency you have the draft and then there's kind of a lull until you get into like the training camp but Again, it's, it should be a very, very fun offseason. And football's three, 365. And, again, definitely look out for all that stuff. And uh, we'll definitely be able to bring you guys a lot of content. And should definitely be very, very fun. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?